Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Tuesday, August 13. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, just again, thank you so much for uh, today, for the ability for us to connect. And we ask for your wisdom of your grace as we process what it means to be a follower of you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, today I'm reading Colossians chapter 2, verses 4 through 15 in the message, the MSG, which is, you know, our favorite every week, yeah. I think. I want you woven into a tapestry of love, in touch with everything there is to know of God. Then you will have minds confident and at rest, focused on Christ, God's great mystery. All the richest treasures of wisdom and knowledge are embedded in that mystery and nowhere else. And we've been shown the mystery. I'm telling you this because I don't want anyone leading you off on some wild goose chase after other so-called mysteries or the secret. I'm a long way off, true, and you may never lay eyes on me, but believe me, I'm on your side, right beside you. I'm delighted to hear of the careful and orderly ways you conduct your affairs and impressed with the solid substance of your faith in Christ. Subheading, From the Shadows to the Substance. My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the Master. Now live Him. You're deeply rooted in Him. You're well constructed upon Him. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out, quit studying the subject and start living it, and let your living spill over into thanksgiving. Watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double-talk. They want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets, test- it gets expressed in Him so you can see and hear Him clearly. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without Him. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. Entering into this fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. It's not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No, you're already in, insiders, not through some secretive initiation rite, but rather through what Christ has already gone through for you, destroying the power of sin. If it's an an initiation ritual you're after, you've already been through it by submitting to baptism. Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection, God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old, sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive, right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. All right, so uh, let's go back to yesterday, um, and I'm trying to remember because it was yesterday. Uh, but we talked about the idea of you said that you'd like to have some kind of like presentation that wasn't in Christ to express what it is. Oh, well, I'm saying that when people argue, yeah, they often invoke, "Well, Jesus would never do this." Oh, but Jesus, you're wrong. Jesus would do this. Blah blah blah. It kind of just goes back and forth, and it feels like it just devolves into. 
senselessness in a way. And I also think, I don't know, I, I guess to some extent, like today reading the message, what I wondered about was, you know, it, it's talking about how you shouldn't look at kind of intellectual arguments and I think it's kind of saying that you don't want to go, well, it says you don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope. So it seems to be suggesting that you don't need to look far away or up close or in depth or in anything. You just need to look at Jesus himself. And the only revelation we have of that is the Gospels, really, what they actually say that Jesus did. So does that mean that we should really use arguments only based on what those say, what Jesus did and what he said, for instance, and then, then you actually could cite those. But what I see people doing is they'll cite, um, for instance, with the border issue at the moment, people will cite, um, Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. And, you know, he said nice things about children, et cetera. So therefore, it's unchristian. Jesus would not be in favor of deporting children, putting them in cages, et cetera. And then other people come back and they cite something about laws and obeying the law of the land whatever, and that Jesus also said to do that. Or they'll maybe cite other parts of the Bible that said to do that. So do you see what I'm saying? That people just argue endlessly about stuff, and they're so, all citing Jesus. And it's just kind of like, yeah. okay, where does that get anybody? I don't, And it, it seems like it all comes from whatever your preconceived belief is to begin with, that you, you have an, a reaction or an idea about the way things should be, and then you find a Jesus quote or a Bible thing that backs that up. And you can do that, it seems, with almost anything because people do. So let me go on record then yeah. uh, and say this. Um, and I've never said this. Um, never said it out loud, but I'm kind of like, nah, I'm kind of, maybe it's time. So let me say it this way. Um, the politics that are going on right now in this country the politics is going on in my home, back in England, um, and this home here, United States now. Uh, the politics that are going on uh, between right and left, and between evangelicals and Christians and all this kind of stuff, it's a ruse. Jesus is being used and abused by both sides. So what the real issue is, is power and control, money and government. And this is around the world. And what people are doing is they're saying, oh, it's Jesus. Jesus is the thing. There's these Christians and they believe this. And there's these Christians and they believe this. No, the, the Christian stuff, the Jesus thing, that's actually just being used as, as cheap fodder for the real issue that nobody wants to talk about underneath all of this stuff is that people don't like what they don't like and they will use whatever tool that's near them to manipulate and move and adjust the scene, and today it happens to be, it's about the right wing and the left wing. I don't think it's as simple as just the right wing and the left wing. I think that what's happening is that we've abused, once again, the name of Jesus, the word of God, uh, his revelation, by the way, Paul, because Paul, this verse here, Paul says this in other places as well, I mean, he says, you can see God in nature, you, and that is what he's saying. This little phrase, this message translation, message paraphrase today, it's talking about something far, far more complex in the sense that he's talking about 
uh, where people are going to the idea of believing that there is a body and there is a spirit and there is a, a physical uh, being. And we'll talk about this later on in the week because he kind of unpacks that. And that's what Paul's saying. Don't go to the telescope and don't go to this kind of crazy space where you're just thinking that's okay and this is not. He's saying be holistic about it. So, but yeah. I think what I'm saying is that so, I, this passage doesn't help me that much in knowing... It's saying what not to do, but I don't even understand what that means. Well, like, don't be taken in by plausible arguments, for instance. Don't be this, taken in by intellect. So what are you supposed to be taken in by? Exactly what are you supposed to be paying attention he to? Is, he's saying that, him? though. No. I guess him, no. maybe. No, he's saying that, though. And because we, it's unfair for us to, to conclude it all just based on these verses, because it, it takes only 10 minutes to read the entire letter, right? But, but I, I think he's saying these particular verses, he's addressing that there is a growing movement that's just beginning of Gnosticism where people are saying, I can do whatever I want in my body because it's evil. My spirit is good. And we don't believe that that's actually what... And Paul says, that's not true. You are a consistent human being. So don't listen to these plausible arguments. Don't listen well, to these We're going to talk about that tomorrow. We so will. We, should... we will. But I think, that's, uh, I think that's the issue when it comes to the name of Christ is that... Um, People use Jesus in this in this way to banter back and forth, but they're not really talking about Jesus. They're not talking about Christianity, and 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 that's the the thing that we unfortunately we we raise our banner and we we raise our our arms about. Well, this is the right way. Actually, you know what we should do is is start to be a little bit more honest about what we're arguing about, which is whether people are dissatisfied, left or right. It doesn't really matter. It's, the issue is that. Jesus not is not what we're fighting about, um, and, and we are trying to make it about Jesus. If we were, if we were, we wouldn't have to wait for politics to actually drive it. We would be well, talking about the name of Jesus. Well, does this segue into the question the today about experiencing the overflow of love in your life and yeah. believing that you live in the overflow? Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I mean, since we haven't. Well, actually, we ran out of time. Well, see, that feels like it's kind of a good question. It is a great question. So let's just bring that in tomorrow because I think that actually that answers so much and speaks into what we really should be called to, which would be, would be a different type of people. But let me, uh, let me say the question today for everybody so you can think about it, and we'll talk about it tomorrow and squeeze together a couple of others as well. So it's a different week this week. Um, and it's actually apropos when you think about that the, the series this week, the message is getting from captivity to the cross. We are all captive and somehow we need to move to the cross. So here is the question for today. Live love, love well, be love. Try sharing with a friend today how you have experienced the overflow of love in your life. Do you believe that you are living in the overflow? Think about that. Look after each other and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love. Live love.